welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Veterinary Team Training. Please check out all my other blogs, vlogs, and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. Today, I'm going to talk to you about cranky curbside clients. So obviously, since 2020, a lot of us have migrated to curbside, and for many of us, we are still in and doing curbside. If you don't know the term curbside, well, I would like to say then we're out of the pandemic. It's probably the year 2030 and people have forgotten what curbside is because we blacked out the years 2020 and 2021. For most of us, though, we will always and never forget what curbside is. Curbside was started in a response to the terrible pandemic of COVID-19 starting in the year 2020. Very quickly, veterinary professionals needed to realize that we still needed to work with our animal patients, but we wanted to keep our staff safe. So we went to curbside. We always used to joke, you know, that we're not a McDonald's drive-through. Clients needed to be patient and wait. But then we turned our veterinary hospitals kind of into a McDonald's drive-through where it was very much Only in the parking lot, we grabbed their animals, brought them inside, and they went home like a McDonald's drive-thru and then came back to pick up their animal later. They did not wait in our veterinary hospitals. And at the time of recording this broadcast, which is about May of 2021, the vast majority of us are still largely doing curbside only. There are some veterinary hospitals that are trying a hybrid model where we're having them bring in sick patients, but healthy patients stay out in the parking lot, get admitted very quickly for surgery or day procedures, or just have quick in and out vaccines, and then they go home. So there's still a lot of curbside happening. And our clients are out of control, more so now than ever. And I just wanna talk to you about it. First of all, I'm not giving permission to the clients to be cranky. I mean, let's face it, some of these clients are simply wretched. There's no way to sugarcoat it. There's no way to condone their behavior. We have experienced in this veterinary profession everything from physical violence to verbal abuse, smashing of windows, threatening to burn down clinics, urinating and defecating in our parking lots. It's simply not okay with some of the things that clients are doing. For other clients, they're just cranky. And still, it's not okay that they're cranky or misbehaving, but let's dive into that and ways that we can kind of handle that situation a little bit better. First of all, let's just recognize that every person is pandemic fatigue. This is a thing for every person that is experiencing the pandemic, which is pretty much everybody on the planet right now. So for all of us, we don't get to relax the normal way that we used to relax. Even if you get the opportunity to go out to a restaurant, there's social distancing, you might have to make a reservation only, there might be a temperature check, you might have to give your phone number so that they can do COVID tracing. It's not that relaxing in an effort to try to relax when you really think about it. Not to mention that a vast majority of individuals lost their job for either a permanent or a short brief period of time. There was a lot of financial hardship. There was also the reality that people lost loved ones to COVID and we're still struggling with that. But we're also struggling with the fact that we are over a year into this pandemic and we want our lives to go back to normal. Every person wants a life that's normal or at least mostly normal because getting back to the real normal, I think that's gonna take a long time. We have to recognize in ourselves that burnout doesn't just live at work, it also lives in our home environment. Any parent who experienced homeschooling over the past year 
Bless your soul. You need a vacation. But then when you think about planning a vacation, even that's stressful. What's going to be open? Is everyone going to be rushing to do vacation? Is there going to have to be school during summer to make up what the kids missed? What does this look like? Can I send the kids to summer camp? Or is there not going to be summer camp? We're only a few short months away and parents don't know how they're going to have their summer with their kids. It's so stressful. So yes, we have to recognize we're burned out on both ends of the candle. We're burned out from our home lives being completely disrupted for now 14 months with some end in sight, but not really. And then we have to recognize that we are burned out at work because of curbside crankiness, pandemic puppies, and COVID kittens. The increase in caseload count in all of our veterinary hospitals, we are at max capacity emotionally and physically. So when we are dealing with our clients, we respectfully have to understand we don't know what environment they work in or whether or not they've been out of a job this entire time. But their home life and their work environment might be as stressful as ours. And let me repeat, I am not giving permission for clients to treat us like garbage. Absolutely not. I'm the first one to put my foot down. But let's take a look at it from a client perspective and let's figure out ways for us to handle them a little bit better so that we are less stressed. Because honestly, a lot of the stress that we are experiencing in our veterinary hospitals are dealing with these cranky, freaking, beep, beep, beep clients. If they could just be a little bit nicer, my damn job would be a lot easier. And we all know this. So how can we get our clients being just a little bit happier to make our freaking lives just a little bit easier? I recently had the experience of being a curbside veterinary client for my brand new kitten who's a three-legged little tripod, adorable. I rescued her during COVID. So yes, she's a COVID kitten and I'm one of those who got a new animal in their life. But legitimately, my older senior cat passed away at the beginning of 2020 because 2020 was all things suck. I lost my oldest dog and I lost my senior cat. So getting a kitten 10 months later, finally having my heart open for one, Uh, Yes, while I got a kitten during the pandemic, I feel like it was also warranted and I'm so happy she's in my life. But I had to go get her vaccines and I work in a specialty hospital where we don't do routine vaccines. We don't even carry them in stock. So I had to go to a veterinary hospital and I had to be a client. And I wondered how it was going to go. Here I was mentally prepared for curbside. I knew that I was going to pull up. I knew I was going to stay in my vehicle. I knew I would pass my baby kitten in a carrier off to a veterinary technician or a veterinary assistant and watch her be taken into the hospital. I knew then that the veterinarian would call me, go over the plan, discuss any concerns that he or she may have, and then my baby kitten would be returned to me. What I was not prepared for was my own mental state of how it felt to be sitting in the car. It's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. I know exactly what happens in that veterinary hospital. But yet here I was outside in the car and I might have well have been at least 10 miles away. And I kept saying to myself, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't be feeling this way. She's probably only 50 feet away in that building right there in an exam room. She's fine, Amy. She's fine. 
But yeah, I felt so disconnected from her as well as disconnected from the veterinary hospital. And it really gave me this insight as to how our clients must be feeling. I know that they are feeling completely disconnected. They feel like they're not a part of the veterinary care that their pet is receiving. When they're inside the building, they feel this connection. They're physically inside the building. And even when we take their pet away from them, because they are presently inside, physically inside the building, they feel still a connection to their pet. And when they're sitting outside of the veterinary clinic, they might as well be miles away. There's no connection to the veterinarian, the team, or their pet. Most of our clients have been handling this very well. They know that we're trying to keep our veterinary team safe and they are cordial and as polite as they can be and they handle it. But for a vast majority of other individuals, they don't handle it very well. One of the biggest groups who doesn't handle it well are those that have sick pets. When a client comes in that has a sick pet, they wanna be connected to the animal closer than they ever have been before. It's their baby, it's their fur child. And what they're watching is us taking their sick fur baby away from them. They feel so disconnected and helpless in that moment that their brain makes up a story. And it makes up a story that says, there's nothing happening, my pet is dying in the back, they're not gonna save my animal, they don't care, I, w- I need to be with them. And so it can become a real struggle because that's the story that their brain makes up. And I know it sounds crazy, but hear me out. They're suffering from anxiety. Does anybody here listening to this suffer from anxiety? Yeah, I hear you on that, myself included. And my brain starts to make up these stories because we start to worry about the what ifs. And so the what if is happening in their head when they're sitting in their car. What if my pet is getting sicker? What if the team doesn't recognize that? What if my pet arrests and no one tells me that my pet is dying? What if this is the last time I see my child? What if? And they start to worry and their anxiety gets the better of them. And listen, we can all relate to that, especially after this year. If you didn't have anxiety before 2020, you definitely know what it felt like during 2020. We were all very anxious. So I want you to combine what's going on in their home life where they're suffering from anxiety, kids in school, kids out of school, the summer coming up, people losing jobs, someone maybe have COVID, all of those stresses, and now their fur baby's sick, they're inside the building and the stories start happening inside their head. The what ifs. I think a lot of us can relate to that, the what ifs, because that is the driver of all anxiety. One, we need to have compassion and true empathy for that client and express it to them. I know it's tough to be out here in the vehicle. I really appreciate you doing that. And I know it's hard because you're going to feel so disconnected from your pet. But I promise you, we love your fur baby. She's so cute. Look at her. We're going to take good care of him or her. That's really important that clients recognize that you acknowledge it's a hardship for them to be out in the parking lot. But the other thing that you did during that conversation was that you thanked them for being a rock star. And if you want to call them a rock star, that goes even further. I've said that to clients. Sometimes on my emergency shifts, we get triages and there are times where we have three, four, five hour waits in our parking lot. That's a ridiculously long time for clients to be waiting with a sick pet out in the parking lot. 
I'll check in with clients and I'll say to them, you're being a real rock star. I know it's tough sitting out here. Thank you so much for your patience. You're amazing. It really does go a long way because those clients do need someone to cheer them on. It's not fun sitting in their car. And think about the weather that they've had to sit through, the rain, the heat, the cold, the humidity, all of those things clients have had to sit through. So us praising them and cheering them on for being good clients in the parking lot, we should be able to do that. And the other thing is, again, don't forget to recognize the hardship that they're experiencing because when you do, you put value on how they're feeling. And that's really important that clients have you recognize they're dealing with some anxiety. They're dealing with the hardship of sitting out there. The second thing we can do is try to get our veterinarians outside to talk to clients. This has been a struggle for me as a veterinary technician. If you are a practice manager or hospital administrator or a veterinarian listening to this, I can assure you that clients feel so much of a better connection if you take the time to go outside rather than call on the phone. And I hear what some of you are saying, Amy, we don't have time for our veterinarians to be walking all the way outside to talk to every single client. No offense, what do you think the veterinary assistants and veterinary technicians and even client service representatives are doing? They've made the time. Veterinarians should be thinking about making the time, especially now. We've got roughly, I think it's 30 or 40% of the entire population of this country pretty well vaccinated. So go outside, maintain social distance, wear face masks, all of that good stuff. But it is really important that veterinarians start connecting with clients. And even if you wanted to pick your battles, if veterinarians can go outside and just talk to clients that have sick pets face-to-face, 10 feet apart or 6 feet apart, whatever the CDC is currently recommending, go outside, have that veterinarian, have a one-to-one conversation in that, you know, outside of the vehicle of that person for that sick pet. My goodness, we are going to connect with that client so much better. That client's going to be able to handle the curbside a lot better if our veterinarians can take the time to do that. It has been a real struggle. And I hear you if you're a veterinarian, you are very busy and it is hard to walk outside. But your veterinary technicians and assistants and client service representatives, we've been doing it this entire 14 months no offense, it's time to get our veterinarians connecting back with clients. Maybe not bringing clients in the building, but if we're still doing curbside, it's time to get our steps on and walk outside. Pick your battles if you have to. If you're really super busy, then fine. But I'm telling you, you're going to answer questions more efficiently. You're actually going to reduce your time because your clients are going to be able to see your eyes and know that you care about them. And they're going to be less angry, which is going to therefore reduce the amount of time overall with that client experience. So go outside and connect with that client. Another great way of diffusing the curbside crankiness is take a picture and text it to them. I know a lot of clinics are utilizing texting for check-ins or they're utilizing email receipts. Whatever that looks like, take a picture of their pet inside the hospital and send it to them. This is going to connect that client back to your clinic because remember, they feel 10 miles away. So if we can go ahead and get that client to connect, they're going to be way less cranky, which means your job will be way easier. If you can do it during the actual appointment, oh my gosh, 
huge, huge brownie points. I know of a hospital that does this religiously. It doesn't take very long. That client will text a clinic phone number and say, I'm here. Usually the front desk calls that client, checks them in, veterinary technician or assistant goes out, grabs Fluffy, and then brings them into the hospital. In that moment, let's go ahead and either email them a picture or send them a text message right back. There's the veterinarian with a picture of their dog or cat. And I know, again, you're thinking, I don't have time. I'm telling you, this only takes 30 seconds, no more than a minute. And when that client gets a text message or an email of their picture of their pet with the veterinarian or veterinary technician, and have fun with it, guys. I'm telling you, this is going to make the client love your veterinary hospital. They smile in their car. And it is going to be such a better client experience if we can have that veterinarian picture with that pet. They're going to feel so much of a connection. And the very last thing to try to reduce curbside crankiness is that when that pet comes back to that owner, you tell them how awesome their pet is and how awesome they are for having all the patients in the world. I usually start off by saying this. First of all, before we get into how your pet is, I just want to say you have the cutest cat on the planet. I am not kidding you. She is adorable and really, truly thank you for your patience. I know this curbside isn't so easy. Okay, then you can get into discussing about the bill or the medications or, you know, he or she got a rabies vaccine or a feline leukemia vaccine and might be sore. All of that you can discuss after. But when you put that other stuff up first, it really only takes literally five seconds to say it and that client is going to be diffused. It doesn't matter how angry they were in the car waiting for you to come out. You just made their day because you complimented their pet. And it seems so silly, but we need to compliment them and we need to compliment their pet more so now than ever because of the disconnect of being in curbside. I want you to envision a client having to sit in their car for 30 minutes. They are fuming. They expected their dog or cat out a long time ago, and they're going to give it to you as soon as they see you. And here you come with Brownie. Of course, it's a chocolate lab. What else would it be? And here comes Brownie and you coming to the car, and they are fuming. Yeah, sure. Brownie looks happy. Yeah, he does. But he or she, that client, cannot wait to tell you about what a miserable experience is. They fling their car door open and you say, oh my gosh, let me just tell you about Brownie. He is like the cutest thing ever. Look at his tail wag. How can you ever stop smiling? This dog is so awesome. He was a ridiculously amazing patient. And really, thank you so much for your patience. I know it's hard being out here and we are sorry. We're just trying to keep our staff safe. And thank you again so much for being really a rock star out here. I know it's tough. How are they going to yell at you after that? They can't. It gets really hard. If they yell at you, well, they're going to feel like a real jerk. They might say, yeah, it really is hard. I wish you guys would let me inside the building. Everybody else is letting us inside the building. I don't understand why you're still doing curbside. It's going to be markedly diffused comparatively to what they would have said to you. So even if they're not the most happiest of clients after what you just said to them, they're hardly going to hopefully not scream at you. (laughs) I can't make any promises. Sometimes we have some super cranky clients. 
I hope that this helps. I know that a lot of us are thinking about hybrids. I know that a lot of us are thinking about when do we let clients in. But I also know that a lot of us and the majority of us are still doing some version of curbside and we're dealing with crushing curbside crankiness. But it's not because we're not doing a good job. It's because they're burned out just like we are. They're burned the freak out from this pandemic. It has been going on. It has ripped away everybody's soul to some part, right? We've all experienced tragedy and anxiety and just exhaustion and burnout and we're done. And so are our clients. And the vast majority of clients, again, they're handling this well. The routine vaccines, dropping off for dental profies, those clients, they tend to handle a little bit better. But our clients with the sick animals that are worried and then their brain starts in with the what ifs and they start making up the stories in their head while they're sitting in their car, those clients can be record-setting cranky levels like I've never seen before. So these are some ways of diffusing the situation. And if we can decrease their stress, then guess what? We can decrease our stress. And so there's a hidden motive, obviously, in decreasing their stress levels selfishly, just so that I can decrease my own stress level. So here are the four curbside crankiness reducers. The first, you're going to see them compliment their pet because that always makes them happier, and two, acknowledge and validate their feelings, that it is tough doing curbside. Number two, hopefully we can get our veterinarians out talking one-on-one with clients, especially those that have sick pets. That is going to have a better connection with the clinic if they can physically see the veterinarian as opposed to just a telephone call. The third thing, a photograph. If we can text or email them a photograph while they're sitting in their vehicle, ah, literally, it sounds like the heavens have opened up and the ray of light has shined down upon them because they get to see their fur baby. And the fourth thing, before they even talk, before they can even lay into you about how miserable of an experience curbside is and why won't you let them in, you just start talking about how cute their pet is And then follow it up with another acknowledgement and validate their feelings that it was tough, but you thank them for being an amazing rock star. Hopefully this helps you reduce that curbside crankiness. If I had a magic wand that we could just wave over clients where it makes them all happy, I would totally give every single one of you a magic wand. But I don't have that technology quite yet. Or unicorn. I would send a unicorn your way for sure. Thank you so much for all that you do. I know this past 14 months has been really difficult and it's going to continue to be difficult because for a lot of us, we still don't know what the right answer is. Should we think about letting clients in? Should we start doing this hybrid situation? But for the vast majority of us, we are still doing curbside. I hope that this helps. Thank you for all that you do and keep on being a unicorn. Please check out all my other blogs and podcasts at vetteentraining.com. 